Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Digital Cigar Lounge Podcast, where a seat is always reserved, especially for you. Pour yourself a glass, light up a stick, and enjoy the conversation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let y'all know right now. What's up? Y'all going to have to help me through this episode. Why? I'm kind of like, I'm in one of them the moves where I just hate the world. Word? You know what I'm saying? Hate uh, hate the politics. Hate the housing market. The <sighs> dating pool got pee in it. <laughs> dating pool in got there. pee in it. <laughs> turds. Mm-hmm. Turds in there, man. I think um, I think I need a real good solid vacation. You do. You know what I'm saying? You like do. like. I second that one. Awayness. Sure. You know, like like real awayness. It makes a difference. I'm gonna have to use that. Speaking of vacations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all, it's a funny thing, we all actually went away. I wouldn't really yours, say I went away, yours, though. But, but still, fam, you went, you went away. It's a Massachusetts, mm-hmm. fam. Still. Paul was. Okay, that's fair. Paul was throwing know, himself man. off of moving about, <laughs> aircraft. What talking about? Come on, fam. Platforms. What Come he's on. talking about is very true. I do agree, Jeremiah needs a uh, vacation. Yeah, yeah man. Paul, you know, he, he, took stopped two pick, trips. he stopped picking on me. I think he took two <laughs> trips. <laughs> I did take two trips. Did you even come home? Yes, for three days. This guy, man. But I mean, part of that is like, bro, I hadn't had a vacation. I hadn't been anywhere since January. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Some people, even then, it was like I was about to break out because uh-huh. I was like, I at January, I hadn't been anywhere since the previous September. Like, four or five months. You get to that six-month mark and I ain't moved, I'd be like, mm, yeah, I got to get it out. Wait. And I don't normally take PTO. Me so, neither. like, if I go, I'm working. Actually, mm-hmm. I got in trouble for that this past weekend because I opened the laptop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think one thing that is hard, specifically to Jeremiah's point, and I think it's an interesting dynamic with the work from home, right? Being that I sell work from home software, right? I can work from anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's driving me crazy being in the house all the time, but it also allows me to go on a trip and say, all right, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm going I'm to do my work, right? But then it creates an issue with the boundary. You ain't got no boundaries. You ain't got no boundary. They can reach you in every time. Like, if you email somebody and they out of office come back, you usually leave them for alone. But if they reply back off of it, now you working. I don't care how many times that thing bounced back. So you do got to have that time. Were you yeah. in different time zones? Both times? Or yeah, was both times. Yeah. Both yeah. times you were. Both times I was, but so my company is West Coast based. So really, I'm the only person on it. It's maybe like four of us on the East Coast. Um, and so the actual the people on the West Coast wake up at five to do the job, whereas we got a three hour jump on the day because eight is there is there five o'clock. So in that case, I actually went back when I was in Louisiana. I was back. I think it's an hour. An hour, yeah. An hour um, back. So I just had to be cognizant of that before mm-hmm. it closed. But like being three hours back, it's almost. I don't even know how they do it. Mm-hmm. Was you working? When like you they football the games come on at what eleven a.m. Yeah. In itself. Yeah. Because it's one for us. No, so that's 10. 10. They come on at 10. They do, because when we we're in Vegas, 10. when you go to yeah. Vegas, it's 10 they o'clock. come on in the morning. <laughs> it's weird, man. It threw me off when I was in Denver, uh, and the game came on at like 10 in the morning. I was like, huh? It's the weirdest thing. But it is. Yeah, you Massachusetts, need, you need Massachusetts the games come on late. Yeah. 
They up the street. What is it? They up the street. They in the. They in the. They in the. They in the uh, break. What's 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 the uh, Patriots Bowl? What's the Patriots Stadium called? Yeah. I ain't know. I don't know. I have it's no idea. It's funny how some teams can actually I'm have down a down here too. You know. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. Foxborough or something? Foxborough. That's it's it. It's Foxborough. It's Foxborough. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's the name. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so all us being on trips, though, is pretty ironic. We were all out of, out of Charlotte for around the same amount of time, except for Paul, who was gone for two weeks. Well, Paul, I lost my mind in that time, too. Paul went around the globe. I just went to Massachusetts where Salem, the Salem witches be. Where you go? I was in Miami. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean Post it I, up. Well, I didn't know you was in Miami. Miami. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was nice. He need that real vacation. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell you there was saying. a part when I was in Mexico that I said, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the moment that you like, you're not, you're not drunk. You just tipsy, sun hitting you, and you feel the water, and you just like you start reflecting it's and not, start yeah, being grateful. Yeah, because I feel like that was the biggest thing. There was a moment where it's like, fuck all the travel, fuck all. I was just like grateful because there's been times. Look, I, I've been on both ends of the spectrum, not the yeah. real, real. You know what I'm saying? But like being able to do stuff. Whereas there's a, and I know you just knew me, and at that point in my life, like I've been not been able to do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not be able to afford to go down the street. Gas yeah. went up. Yeah. And, I gotta walk. <laughs> yeah, for real. Up. For real. I can't afford to move the car. I get it. So, so it's good though. So everybody, how's everybody doing though? We all, everybody good? I'm good, good. man. What you smoking on, Paul? My favorite, an infused cigar. <laughs> fat bottom Betty. Oh, fat bottom. I love them fat bottom Betty, man. Yeah. It's a good cigar. Yeah. Sweet, aromatic, got a little vanilla to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like. For me, the whole cigar thing is like a lot of it is harsh. When I was, when I was traveling, I did get to try some uh, some other joints, but most of them, like, you don't like anything Romeo and Juliet, do you? I'm not the biggest fan. Not no. the biggest fan, and I can see why. Like there was like you get in scenarios where they got twelve, maybe twelve cigars, and I know that may seem like somebody would be like twelve. That's a big selection. It's like not really depending on what they got, right? Because yeah. they might not have they all the same. Eight of them is pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them were like heavy. So you you smoked some full body then. What did you smoke some down in Mexico or was this in Louisiana? Mexico. Okay. I did. I got one in Louisiana while we were walking, but I forgot the name of it. Gotcha. gotcha. We just went in there. The guy gave me a quick education on it, but yeah. I was kind of already, already there. Lit. So mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm having the M by Macanoodle, the uh, coffee flavor. Same one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. We uh. Same thing for Eugene. There's Interesting. a lot of flavor in there. Not what y'all was supposed to something else. Java. I was like, that's why I was going with it and I see Fat Bottom. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Is that new? Um, this? Like for y'all? Or you nah, nah, it's been out nah. for a minute. Oh. Interesting fact, man. Speaking of Massachusetts, you know, I'm, I pretty much, you know, was raised there for the most part. Um, they don't allow infused cigars to be sold there. Like, yeah, you were telling me that. It's different there. Yeah. Why is like, that? Um, I don't know. I think that the idea is that it encourages underage smoking, which you still have to be 21. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cigarettes ain't infused, man. Look, some and, alcohol and, tastes and, like candy. It ain't yeah. making like, oh, well, that's yeah. okay. It's yeah. like, nah, you got to do it. I don't understand that. I don't so understand like, the logic. It's crazy. Know, my stepdad went to buy uh, a box, and he had to send them to my place here in Charlotte because they, they, they blocked the shipment to Massachusetts. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. Yeah. So it's crazy how like laws defer place to place. And when you come across that tax, and when they they're trying to make sure 
like when you coming back across the border and stuff too like you got any cigars it's funny the list of things that they don't have because you i'd be like well why would i need that and they're like if it's up on this list we've had a problem with yeah, this coming through for here sure. yeah, cigars sure. is always like number the one cigar alcohol you gotta pay yeah. duties and taxes because <laughs> absolutely this stuff comes differently yeah for sure but yo what what did you um in Massachusetts, I know you said you, you hung out with your stepdad, right? Y'all did I did like a, a, a kayaking or something like that. Yeah, um, we went we went canoeing, mm -hmm. hit the water, hit the water. That was dope. I got my paw, my paw. Look at me, I'm high as hell. Yeah, I forgot all those things. Yeah. He's out there, he's out there. Yeah, his lumberjack on. Get his lumberjack on. Got a chance to catch up with some friends, man. Um, a couple of people I've known since I was like 13, you know. So we talking about like 27 years. You know of our friendship mm -hmm. you know but it's always good to, to be back home you know it's always good to come back to your own space yeah for sure speaking of trips man you know paul was paul had an idea yeah 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 what was that break that, that down paul, you yeah talking about, um, in the like group chat earlier a repeat a repeat trip with the same people where would you go that was a great question that i saw i was on instagram and it was a travel page that i followed mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. of the things that it asked was um, if you could repeat any trip, whatever trip it was, if you could repeat it, when, like, when was it? What happened? Why would you repeat it? I thought that was a very interesting question. So let me ask: Is this a so? Does the same thing happen every time? The same chain of events, or are you just going to the same place, the same region with the same people? I think it's very interesting because. I think that part is where people start interpreting it, as opposed to it being laid out for them. Um, but I interpret it as being exact same trip. It was basically Everything exactly the same. If you could take, retake any of the trips you ever took, right? I, I guess to the point, I think exactly what you're saying, because you might be at 12, and what you would have did at 12 ain't going to be what you did at 21. Mm -hmm. um, but let, let's open that caveat. Let's say it can be same place, same people. But you could do it. You could, but you can redo it, right? Man, that's that's a that's a difficult question, man. Because I've I've had some pretty decent trips, man. And um, we actually talked about this briefly before you pulled up. And I was like, man, my number one, my first choice was like Brazil. I went there when I was 25. That was like my first trip out of the country. Did you, you went ziplining on that one? Coast, I didn't do ziplining on that one, huh? That was Costa Rica. That was Costa Rica. Yeah, I did that. Well, Costa I know Rica. you yeah. ziplining and stored in there, so. Yeah, yeah, Costa Rica zipline was crazy. But okay. I, I wish I would have done that in Brazil. Uh, but we just did like some tours of the city, and um, man, it was. Did you drink there? Like, were you like drinking this shit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was that like though? So they have this drink. That was before the, your wine days. Yeah, they had this drink called a. I think it's called a Capriana. You see it a lot here now in the states. I was about to say, I but think it I saw that on something. The yeah, other but day. you, you, I never heard of the drink before then. Before I went to Brazil gotcha. at the time, and it was a. Uh, it's like lime and sugar and vodka or gin or whatever, you know, white liquor you want to use. And they take the lime and sugar and they put it in the, in the glass first. And then they, they eat like, like the mortar thing and they kind of ground it up all that's together. A, that's another thing that's not allowed What's on that? the way back, that mortar thing. Yeah, they yeah. think of the name of it. Yeah, and, they, and then they pour the liquor on top of it. I drank them shits every day. Every day. Damn. Shit was amazing. Matter of fact, sounds like a, a Asahi, Asahi. Uh -huh. The first time I had Asahi, they had like, these fruit stands where they were made of Asahi uh, uh, like smoothies every day. And them joints, I had Asahi, this was before Asahi was, was even in the States. This was like, what, 2005, 2006 maybe? And that's how you like say that. it, Asahi? Asahi, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a great trip, but 
I took a trip to New York a couple years ago. First and only trip, I, first trip I took by myself. Had an amazing time. So I don't know if I changed anything on that trip, to be honest with you. If I could do that trip all over again, I don't think I changed anything. Now, so that's two. That's two trips that I, I don't know which one I choose. Both of those, again, one I was 25, the other I was 40. So big difference, but I had an amazing time in both. So kind of on the fence on that one. I would definitely say it's a, a thing between, it's funny that you say that, because I would say there's, I went to Colombia with some guys I went, as I said, Colombia. Colombia. With some guys I went to grad school with, mm -hmm. random, it was kind of random, it was like one of hit my homeboy and his two homeboys that didn't go with us, it was me, us three, we went, we were, um, we went to grad school together, mm -hmm. but went to Colombia, we rode like four wheelers through yeah, the yeah, countryside, yeah. through yeah. like old, Shit looked amazing. It, it was, and it was like one of my big boy trips. That like, as men, like a lot of times men travel with women. They have to travel with women, or the women is coordinated. A lot of times men don't travel as much. At least it's, it's not as prevalent. Well, you don't see it as much. Like men. we don't, we, we don't, don't post as, as much. much. Like women, when they when they trip, they post everything. They do, <laughs> except the significant other, if that's the case, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, what I thought was interesting is what, what I consider my favorite was like two... Oh, man, that shit. What? They, they go in together, but like when I went to the West Coast, when I was going to the West Coast when I first switched companies. Yeah. And I was going back to the West Coast, and I went to see my boy out in Portland. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did the skydiving. I did the skydiving in Portland. Yeah. I jumped out of there. Yeah. And it was, I hadn't seen him in 17 years. Yeah. He was a guy that we played football together. We graduated. Hadn't talked to him since graduation. Right, right. Instagram is invented 15 years later. He's we on the Instagram or well, however many years. I was I graduated in 02. So yeah, yeah, about, about 15 years. 17 years yeah. almost, right? Yeah. Hadn't seen him. He saw me on Instagram. Saw a hike now, and was like, "If you ever on the West Coast, hit me up. Let me know." I hit him up, and he was like, "Well, come through." I was like. For real? So I booked the flight to Portland. Hadn't seen this man 17 years. Not that it matters. He's a Caucasian, you know what I'm saying, yeah. a friend of mine. And the reason I say that is because just our own apprehensions and the things that we hold, I think him and I kind of came to it once we got together. Mm -hmm. But like, there's apprehension. I ain't seen you in 17 years. Maybe you say some shit that ain't comfortable that I'm about to be here for the next three days or maybe vice versa. But he picked me up from the airport and we literally went crazy brunch, crazy hike, you know, smoke with tweeds out there in the in the great redwood forest. Mm -hmm. Next day, took us out. We went through a forest that ended in a cliff with the beach out here, caribou walking through. I'm like, yeah. And I would have never had the balls to take a trip like this by myself. Right, 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 right. And I think a certain part of it was empowering because you did it by yourself. That's mm -hmm. why I thought mm -hmm. like when you travel, a lot of times you travel by yourself, some stuff show you about yourself, right? Yeah. But anyway, long story short, at the end of the trip, we're going back, right? And he said something to me like, hey, Paul, I'm glad you didn't rob me, man. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm glad you didn't kill me and eat me, man. And he, and morbidly, right? People are like, what the fuck? But That's like, hilarious. these are the thoughts. Yeah. Because it's like. Random. A person I ain't met. 17 years is like, it's going to be a totally different person. Could be a, it's a totally different person. They are totally different. And we had an amazing time. Y'all keep in touch after that? Yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was supposed to go out at the end, at the end of this month and hike in from Oregon to Washington. But it's fair country, and I, I told him, I, if I don't have, like, a gun or something, like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we got Bear Mace. I'm like, not bear enough mace? for me. Not enough for me. Not yeah, enough. Nah. I seen The Revenant. 
the Leo DiCaprio yeah, I've movie. Seen the mm-hmm. And they always tell you, like, when bears mess with you, play dead. If you've seen The Revenant, you realize that just because you play dead don't mean the bear don't fuck with you. Yeah, exactly. You got to make sure you're dead. Yeah. Rip nails cross your back, see if you scream. Nobody tells you that. <laughs> Nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that at all. <laughs> yeah, man. So, all in all, it was an amazing trip because I got the... I think the one-on-one, learning a bit about myself. And then the other one was just like seeing things I've never seen. Yeah, so the two so the two would be the Seattle Columbia. trip yeah. and what was the other trip? Uh, Columbia. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think for me, um, these are two places that I've never been, but um, I mentioned that I have, you know, like a friend, like a couple friendships from when I was like, you know, like a kid. Mm-hmm. So this past week when I, when I was up there, um, I have a a friend who's South African, and um, I'm really close with, uh, with with her mother. Her mother was like a mentor for a long time, still is, for me. Um, but she was talking to me about South Africa, particularly. Uh, she was telling me that I would love Cape Town mm-hmm. and Johannesburg for different reasons. Okay. So, like socially, she was saying that those are two experiences that I need to have. So, if if I was to kind of have to do a repeat trip like somewhere where I like I have to keep going there and that's how I interpret it like, like yeah, keep yeah, yeah. going there with the same people I think that it would be South Africa mm. one of the things they talked about you know I like wine too so one of the things that, that she was talking to they me about some of the best wine in the world some of the, the wine that they have like it's emerging as like a wine hub really uh, yeah so, I know they got real good soil for that. I, I read yeah. I read a viticulture book one time, mm. yeah. trying to like get up to breast on like wine and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I realized there's a difference between the actual like climate. Well, not not only climate, that, but like soil. tasting and of yeah. wine, right? Versus the understanding of growing it. Yeah. Right. There's these are two different cultures almost sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people taste. A lot of people don't learn about where. Yeah. But right. to your point. Yes, because of the soil, the types yep. of fruit that grow, how it grows, the sun, yeah. all of that makes it a different taste. She talked about the beaches, how beautiful the beaches were. I she heard talked about, about that. the uh, just mm. the women, how beautiful the women were everywhere. I, I can you know only imagine. Saying? Like, yeah, I, I would, I would love to experience that. Um, and then you know, like I, I, I enjoy the way Eugene talked about Brazil. I would, I would, I would do yeah. that. I feel like it's a similar dynamic, though, like a similar draw. Culturally, the things that I could be exposed to, it has, like, I don't feel like, I feel like I would be gaining things and not losing things. So, it would be those two. Yeah, one thing I remember from Brazil, man, was this guy on the beach. He was, you know, he had, he was walking around, you know, selling drinks. And every day, he was like, paradise, paradise, welcome to paradise. Every, like, every day on the beach. That's all he said. Paradise, you're in paradise. And, and it was like that. Like, I had never been anywhere where everything looked like a video. Like Snoop's video was a true depiction of what it's like there. Like it's people on the beach chilling. I mean, it was beautiful, real. right? It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That was the video. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like LeBron can get and I can too. Yeah. <laughs> Go, going up to see the statue, like the, the huge statue of Jesus. I don't know what the actual name of that statue is, but going up there to the top of that mountain, I think like it's something it's steep. Uh, De Jesus. I, yeah, I think something De Jesus. Like yeah, but it's like a steep. A steep ass ride, man, and the taxi is like flying up this mountain, man. That's they drive crazy, crazy yeah. man. Like that was a beautiful trip, man. And going back to really quick to the New York trip, what was amazing for me about that trip was my first time going to Broadway, and I did two shows on Broadway. I did this uh, the Temptation show, 
amazing. And again, I was doing this by myself. I remember you telling me we was working together. You yeah. said I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna go by myself. Yeah. And it was funny because like, at the time I didn't know what that was. And I'm not. We don't have to throw out other trips, but like when I went to San Francisco and I was by myself, I really learned some stuff about me. Where mm -hmm. like I just went out there, saw the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, you can go out there. Yeah. Drop. I found out this. <laughs> people won't think this is a deep thing, but. When you learn to yourself, little small things will show you yourself and you like kind of be proud about little shit. I didn't travel like that. So I didn't know there was a way that you could leave your bags at the airport, go see the city, come back, get your bags and go about your day. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found yeah. that out mm -hmm. and was like, oh, oh shit. You learning some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm liable to forget some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, just went out there, then went out to the, the piers, I think it's Pier 42. And they had like sea lions over here, and yeah. I walked the Golden Gate Bridge, and I was just eating like fish and chips, but like for the, it just looked like <laughs> Morton's and French fries. But like I, <laughs> I didn't care. I just yeah. did it by myself. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but you, I, I think one thing that permeates through all of them, even if it's not necessarily whether you're by yourself or, which, or whether you're with someone, I think the thing that permeates through that question is the experience that you had, mm -hmm. right? And because there's times that we could talk about like just being home with your friends for 16 years and just sitting there laughing your ass off. Yeah. Like, Man, that was a good night. Yeah. All y'all did was old cat stuff, just talk and yeah. laugh. Yeah. And the vibes. Yep. Well, that, that's kind of what sparked this though. But that's why you need, you know, the vacation. Like, mm -hmm. to his point, I'm like, he do need it. My man been hunting houses and this market's been crazy. And I've been on like this. So if, if he's in nice the segue. pool wading water, I'm standing on the diving board like, man, shit. do I wait the next year? <laughs> no, I got this house. Yeah. We oh, yeah. I'm going to make this offer. Because like, I'm basically like, I should probably just go ahead and get pre-qualified, right? Like, my big thing was building my credit back up, and I finally got there. So, But then I've watched my man like go through it and read and all this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, it's hell out here. Yeah, but, but speaking of that, man, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I bought a house right at almost a year now. Uh, right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, at the year. beginning of COVID. Yeah, like right at the beginning of COVID, I did. Happy house anniversary, I guess. <laughs> right. But what, what's interesting, man, is I think what allowed me to, to not go through what, and Jeremiah, you should speak to this too, about your experience with, with, the, with the housing market right now. What allowed me not to go through that, the challenges, is the fact that COVID was happening and they shut down people being able to even go and, you know, just do a walkthrough. You couldn't even go and check out any houses. So, when they started to open it back up, people were still hesitant because of COVID. And I was like, let me go ahead and look. And I ended up, you know, finding the spot. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, yeah, this is it. Put in my offer. And I was able to close in less than 30 days. Like, it was crazy how fast. I couldn't believe how fast it happened, to be honest with you. But, so, and I was telling Jeremiah this before I even bought this. So I knew where I wanted to be. I knew the neighborhood I wanted to be in because I knew what's happening in the city of Charlotte and what's happening all over the country. Gentrification. That is right? one thing I can tell you. I've seen even in Mexico. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's Gentrification is yeah. wild. But but the, the thing that, that has an impact after being in this neighborhood for a year, it's a black neighborhood, um, that I don't love my people, right? Love my people. I always wanted to be around, uh, uh, live in a place where my people were, but more people who are, are more... Um, like you? Yeah, like-minded. Charlotte, sure. Charlotte has a really prominent black professional workforce. But, but unlike unlike like a city like Atlanta, yeah, you know we Wakanda. don't have yeah we don't have like middle class 
upper middle class or whatever. Get all stay in the same place. Yeah, we don't we don't everybody spread out for some reason. And so I, I never understood it because it's not like Charlotte is really a new city. I asked somebody the other day, and I actually kind of saw this when I moved to Charlotte tw- uh, 10 years ago. I asked somebody, I was like, oh, well, you know the place, it's on South Boulevard, da 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 and they was like, I, I never know. been to uh, that part of South uh, Boulevard. People and I'm stay like, on they started And other I'm city. like, you on Harris, like, which is the north side of Charlotte, and I'm like, but you live in Charlotte, it's not like we in St. Louis, some right. huge city. And it's like, I don't have no reason to go down there. And when I moved, I realized crazy. Harris... Keeps his like everybody you can stay get on that side right there in Harris. Yeah. yeah, the only place where people cross, and this is more social people, is downtown. Mm. But there's also a good amount of people that just can't or don't want to drive downtown, so they, they pretty much avoid it. it. Yeah, I'd tell you this though, man. What 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 I've learned in this past twelve months, man, is like you you know I I, I strategically made this decision because I, I'm thinking about the future, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, I can. I can move in this neighborhood before they begin to truly gentrify it. Because it's still early. Very early. Relatively. Relatively. I said I came out there after you bought your house like the next week. It was like Saturday morning. Yeah, but 8, you 8 a.m. Like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. And saw all the little old ladies. You know, and walking like, their dogs. Walking their dogs. And, and, you know, what they call the yuppies. But, you know, the kids that got it. You know what I'm saying? You know the, the white kids that got it basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they looking around, and we, I know where the area is, right? Like if you're from here, you say, "Oh, that's a little rougher side." Yeah. But that's not. You watch every business that fell. They they go to they go to truck, move it over, move it over. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, man. What 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 I learned from investing, and what when I see people who would invest years ago in the same area, and we're talking about the Betty's Four Corridor, right? So across from Johnson C. Smith, you have Biddleville, you have uh, Seversville. These areas that's over were. there where uh, the, John C. Smith, the, right the across professors the and stuff used to stay, and they got the real nice. They actually on that back end, the yeah. older black neighborhood, they got real nice houses. Exactly, but but what what I what what affects me though is still seeing the 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 challenges that we face as black people, right? And it affects me differently being there, right? Like I think mm. if if I was if I was Caucasian living in that neighborhood, I don't feel any of the energy when I drive down the street and I see. You know, because you, you don't identify with any of the struggle that's going on. Exactly, I immediately identify with it though. Okay. So it, it bothers me to see us struggling the way that we do. It bothers me to see us not being able to get, being able to get ahead. It's, it bothers me that we don't even know what's happening around us. Like I know, we know, right, right, right. But the people who actually were living in that neighborhood before I got there, who are eventually going to be displaced once gentrification really takes hold, and it's starting to. Two homes sold about a mile from my crib for 500k in the past month and a half. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what 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 that is going to do is going to drive up property values, which is going to drive up taxes. So even people who may have, have lived in this neighborhood for 50 plus years, eventually if they're 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 they they're not going to be able to afford to live there. So so check it's this out. Crazier. Check this out, right? So um, when I was flying up up north, I went to Eugene's crib. Park my car, you know what I'm saying, so he could help me get to the airport or whatever, right? Uh-huh. When you go to his crib, like his, when you're in his house, it's super nice. You can't tell that even it's surrounded by that element. Nice. You don't even feel none of that energy. You don't feel nope. none of that energy. You know what I'm saying? So when it was time to to leave, he was telling me how like there was like a vacant a few doors down. Yeah. And 
There was there was a there was a graduation party going on. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me. There was a graduation party going on, right? So it was a vacant house that had just been, you know, fully rehabbed. Uh, the guy had just had the lawn lawn done, and there were some some guys outside this house. They they so the neighbor's house is where the party was, and then they had the vacant house next to it. There were some guys in that driveway playing craps on the side of his house, like just playing craps. And I'm like, hold on, that ain't even their house. Why are they doing that? Kids are running through the yard. They're throwing football, but they're running through this guy's front yard. I know the, the guy who owns the vacant property, and I'm just like, they just disrespecting this man. Like, why? Like, I, <laughs> it, it didn't make sense to me. It, it's like, are we just uneducated? Or are we just? I mean, I'm about to say something. I mean, that's to me that's that's common sense. That that is respect. Is it common sense? That's where I'm about to go with it. But I mean, I, I mean, some of these things are not. What did your grandmother tell you? What did a lot of our grandmothers tell well, us? Common sense ain't so common. Matter of fact, I won't even take it for your grandma. I'll go to the rapper, one of the uh, guys from uh, Cash Money back in the day. Starting like a nigga who ain't never had shit. And the thing, the reason why they always say act like you've been there before mm-hmm. <laughs> is because people who act like they haven't been there before is a sense of ignorance. Yeah, yeah. And ignorance is always dig- as if you're purposeful about your ignorance. Ignorance means that you're not purposeful, yeah. purposeful about it. For sure. For, for the sure. most part, unless yeah. you choose to be ignorant, yeah. right? Yeah. So then not, I'm not, you know better. I, that's what I'm going to say all day. And the first thing I said, you know better not to mess with nobody else's stuff. You know that. So what do, you do you think do? anybody respect the property like they've grown it? Like, do they think that they think that that's a thing? I, it didn't appear that they respected it. So one of the all. questions that Maybe came up wasn't there to say it. on the way to the airport was, what do you do? To change that that thinking, like how do you increase the frequency? Yeah, you know of, of people's consciousness. You start young, because you can't do nothing about it after a certain age. And, and again, these these were not yeah, because they weren't these were like teenagers or older. Because of course, it was a high school graduation, so I'm sure some of those were you know his classmates that were there, family that were there, that were just out there doing that. And I get it, hey yo, do it, but do it on your property or on your people's. Property. Here's the thing that you come in with. They're teenagers. Oh, man, that could go down another rabbit hole. But, I but, there, was, there, but there were adults there, though, too. They were well, that was my next point. The adults know that they stay in this house. They know that that's not their house. Now the responsibility is not on the children. It's on the adults it's to say, hey, look, y'all to come out and say, hey, now I know y'all know better than that. If y'all, you've been on this earth long enough to at least know that. Yeah. Right? To your point about how we change that, like I said, you start young. Because once, I don't know, I, I think people change who want to change. Yeah, Absolutely. But a lot of people don't want to change, and that means that mentality sucks there, and you lose more energy trying to get them to change their thoughts. Well, you know, Jeremiah said said something before uh, about, and this was, I think we were talking about something else, but we a lot of us have that I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, that permeates our culture, our culture specifically. We don't give a fuck. Now, granted, a lot of us feel that way because we know the cause is stacked against us. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, like, we know it's a struggle. From day one, being black in America, and hell, even in the world. I mean, you can't. I mean, we say America because it's where we are, but we know that we face that challenge even outside of this country. And, and because hip hop is so big in our community, and they say that all the time. I don't, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like that's, that's, that's you don't give a fuck about yourself. You don't give a fuck about in the person that looks like you. You don't give a fuck about your own property. You don't give a fuck about your neighborhood, your grandma, your disrespect. I don't care. And I, I saw this thing today in Atlanta. 
in Atlanta, mm -hmm. Atlantic Small, two 15-year-olds. They showed a kid the video of them like basically one. I think the girl is holding the gun actually, and they're holding it like a, a security guard. I saw that. And he's like walking, and mm -hmm. then like later he ends up getting shot in the torso. And then they find him. When I I know because I was just there not long ago, they found him at the Hilton, I think it was, which is basically across the street. Mm -hmm. And I saw this thing the other day where uh, this young girl and this—it's not in our community, right? It was a Hispanic male and a, and a um, young white girl. But they killed the father of her. They killed him because he said they couldn't be together. So mm -hmm. they killed him, they stabbed him, and they caught him trying to like dismember him. And then like they did videos. That's crazy. Even no, the crazy part is they're on videos like lugging, like lovey dovey, like kissing on each other, and like it means like this is how it is when you like kill somebody, and they're like it's sadistic. And then the <laughs> oh, thought comes up. That's nuts. Then the thought comes up. It's like I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go ahead and be real with you. I've been saying it for at least five years now. 23 and under, I don't want no smoke with you. I don't want no smoke. Like, I'm going to protect myself. Yeah. Put whatever I need to put on my hip. Right. I don't want no smoke with these young cats because nah. they don't have the thought of what life is in order to care or give a fuck about life. Right. Yeah. If you don't give a fuck about your life through whatever ways that you've seen the world, I'll give you that. I'm not even telling you. Whatever you've seen the world, some people can't have that fatalistic look. But you don't give a fuck about your life. So... I don't even think you give a damn about mine. Yeah, but isn't it has isn't it too for too long we've been saying like we gotta do better. Like we've been saying that for a long time. Because there's a dichotomy time, in thought. Man. The systems don't stop that which create the issue. Yeah. So it exacerbates in a certain sense. And those yeah. that who can pull themselves out of the mud, we always talk about crabs and barrel, because those on the inside always try to pull you down, but we also don't talk about the situation that once you're out the mud. It's hard for you to pull. You be like, mm, yeah. you want to. You, you want start, to. You do, but you think more about self. Imagine, imagine if I went over there to say something to them about about that. Imagine oh, if I went over there. It'd be a problem. Major problem. This ain't your house. But you in doing? the same thing, I think of what's his name? His name was his name was Future. Then now we don't want to use that name. But in Boys in the Hood, when they talked about when he went out there and talked about gentrification, they was like, wait, no. like they was open. And if you maybe, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying sometimes I wondered if the question was asked to these young men. How many of y'all plan on owning a house one day? Position where would, where would that conversation go? Yeah, yeah. That's a great, that, that's a great and way to, to start And I'm not saying go put yourself in because it is different nowadays. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to hear nothing. You say something to me, you got problems. Yeah, I don't know you. Exactly, exactly. But I do wonder if just asking the question might make them, not if whoever asked, frame that question, where does that go from there? Because I don't know who asked. Nobody's ever asked me that. Nah, me either. Ever. I think... That, that's a great question in a different environment. Like if, if in a different, a different environment, I think go. that's a great question to ask those group of men. And then they had to have a chance to think about it. And then you can relay it back to, well, what? How would you feel if somebody was doing yeah, that? Yeah, that, because that's how you can go then. Right now, now they can connect the dots. And um, in four 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 on uh, story of OJ, Jay said it right. Please don't die. Over the neighborhood, yeah. That your mama rent, yeah. yeah. That your mama rent. Yeah. You know Straight to take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you spend it. Check that's how you rent it. it. How you rent it. Check, rinse check it. it out. What, what's interesting about that is that they say from from. So the reason I end up in this neighborhood, let me let me give you a bit a bit of background. I'm in this neighborhood because a, a black dude I used to work with, right, who, who was educated, was like, yo, let's gentrify our own hood. Right. You need to look in this area, which is how I ended up over there. Right. So, you have him doing that, and then 
you have 70% of the people in that neighborhood are renters. 70%? 70% of the people in that neighborhood are renters. So the lady who lives in that house, whoever, I know it's a lady who lives in that house, who knows if she owns it? Right. Like who knows if she owns it? Because if 70% of the people rent, that may be the reason why. Yeah. And you know, as, 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 as a rental property owner and in the, the game is, the harder parts or the cons of being that is that renters tend to treat the home, and, and I don't think that's for everybody, because I think I'm a renter, and, like and I've been a renter. The owner of, not of the property, but the owner of the real estate company came to my house one time, he's like, man, you're organized. I'm like, well, what the fuck did you well, think I was well, doing does, up here? Does a Section 8, heavy Section 8 population play a part in that, though? Well, the thing is, I don't know if, if, if they are all, I don't know if that 70% is, is Section 8 or not. Some yeah. of them are, though, for sure. However, it, it, it does go back to education. Owning something it does, go does back make you feel different about it. I, I, not all not, the time. Not, not, not all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like, so, for example, I get this. My house, inside house, takes up, make sure everything, da, da, da. There's a little grass spot next to my car, right? If it was my house, I would have been pulled the roots up out, put white rock down, da, da, da. Until they tell me, okay, your offer is accepted, I'm not touching. I just have them cut it. Yeah, cut it. Sure. Yeah, because you don't, Cause I don't invest, want it all growing up. Yeah, you don't want to invest your money into something that you don't own. Exactly. I get it. But I'm not going to treat it any worse than I because I live there. You're I right. have to have a certain respect for the place that I live. Back to Jay's point. Mm -hmm. But they also call Jay, like you said, it's the environment. What Jay said? You trying to call me bougie? That's fine. I'm trying to give you free game for nine ninety nine. Exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. So, I don't know, man. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, that I don't give a fuck uh, kind of sentiment spills out into other dynamics, too. Paul mentioned relationships earlier. So, earlier today, you we, know what I'm saying? I was yeah. looking at the uh, the Destiny's Child mm -hmm. outrage following that. Mm -hmm. The cater to you? Yeah, cater to you came back up as a topic. And a lot of a lot of the sentiment that, that's been shared is that the song is toxic, that it's a pick-me <laughs> anthem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I I can't believe it, honestly, man. I mean, but this but this is what this is why we had the episode on cancel culture because they want to cancel the song now. You want to yeah. cancel that song? And all the things that were around it, the jokes and stuff were around. Like, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And I did hear one part that woman said said she said I will give. She said my life is purposeless without you, right? And a lot of you purposeless, purposeless. And then you go through the comments. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say it like I read it, right? And I was just like, that's fine, but I ain't purposeless without no nigga. I'm like, you probably not without no nigga. Yeah. Right. To which um, Michelle comes on. Michelle comes on, and she's like, whoa, y'all trying to cancel Destiny over yeah. this song because you picked because you catered to the wrong man. Yeah. Cause you have because no, you, you said you had no discernment. You yeah. had no discernment. You, what you say? You gave your goodies or something your like pearls. that. You your gave pearls. your pearls yeah. to anybody. Nobody told you to do that. Exactly. And personally, I'm like, but I knew. But I, I sent this to a girl I know, and one thing she said, they about to cancel it. I said, you mean just like they canceled how they came to Monique's defense when it was the Netflix thing, and when she told them not to wear their bonnets. Yeah, they wanna, we done with they, Monique. They, yeah, they canceling her too. Not going back to our accountability the, episode. Man. I know, I know. <laughs> we need Janetta. But um, mm -hmm. one of the one of the things that was particularly interesting to me is, like, what happened to wanting to be the best that someone ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if this is your significant other, yeah. Like, why aren't you showing up big for the person that you're choosing to occupy space with? Well, I dropped a huge ball because I wanted y'all to see a video from Louisiana. Get into a car, 
older gentleman. Mr. Lewis, I'm gonna call him Mr. Lewis. He was the driver? Mr. Lewis, yes. Yeah. Mr. Lewis is probably 50 years old. No, I'm lying. He's black. Mr. Lewis is probably closer to 70. He's like 65, <laughs> he just looked <laughs> he young. Look young. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Had, but you could tell with the, you know, hold the black men when they start beating up with them gray hairs. Yeah. They yeah, getting yeah. up there. Yeah. And um, man, it was a 13 minute ride, and I got it on video, and it's probably one of the best rides I've ever had. He proceeded to tell us how he met his wife. He talked about how he picked her. He was like, yeah, you know, I wanted a girl at six feet, you know what I'm saying? You know, she wasn't necessarily six feet, but you know, sometimes you gotta make certain. And then he was like, and then I I, I, I full court press. I said, yeah. I said, you put the pressure on Mr. Lewis? He said, I full court press that night. He's like, if that's the woman that you want, he said, you go out there and you tell her what you want. He's like, and these guys nowadays, he's like, you know, they don't, they don't realize that what they gotta do is have a dream in place of them and a direction in their life mm -hmm. and the direction that they find and that's where they're going. Then you find a woman that you need to help supplement and help drive you there. Y'all can meet that. He's like, you know, double household. And it was, this conversation goes on. I'm gonna, we're going to have to post it. You gonna have to post I was going to say you need to drop we it. We got to yeah, post yeah, it. Yeah, 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 for sure. It might even go viral. I'm going to tell you like that because as he was saying, he was just like, I hate matter. Then yeah. when he was done, I said, so as he was talking about how to get, get at a woman, he's like, you lay it all out in line, you put the pressure. I said, but the ego nowadays, Mr. Lewis, what does she play you? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not telling you not to get played out there. What I am telling you is this. Is you take what you want for the woman that you want. You give it out there. And if she don't, hey, that's not the one for you. Next one. Move on. He's like, put it out there. Yeah. And I'm like. I immediately asked a question about the song to uh, a couple of, you know, uh, ladies that I know. How do you think that the message would have been received if it was a male group? Mm. And they were singing "Cater to You," you know that. about the women in their lives. I think that we be it would have been celebrated. It would have been absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It celebrated. So I don't. I don't understand. Somebody could make the argument in this society it would have been shot down too because there's this whole simp movement, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Because people like the counter is like Mr. Lewis who found his. I said, Mr. Lewis, when you met your, when you met your wife, I'm 19. So they wow. they done did 50 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Not easy. Because he talked he talked about it. The real challenges, quick. yeah, you face challenges for sure. But 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 to your point is like this this discernment. Who you're picking and stuff like that. But about like men singing it, I do think that in this society we'll say, because that's why we don't get back to the I don't give a fuck. Because yeah. it's not cool to care. Yeah. You get your feelings hurt. Yeah. And we, I'm not gonna say we, but like as you get younger under us, there's this thing of like being hurt. Yeah. Where I think of older or like that's a part like yeah. that's how he hit me with it. That's a part of the game. But like forty and under, the more you go under, I don't do feelings. Why you think people get shot up? Because they told them no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's that sensitivity that you can't deal with the hard part yeah. of rejection. And in, in, in life, let's be honest, <laughs> you're gonna have a bunch of that. As men, we all know that. Right. Right? We all know the feeling of being rejected. But to your point, because people aren't honest with themselves and honest with their feelings they don't want to even face those things right I just which is the same reason why when when you when you present this argument to many women they're offended that you don't find the song offensive they're offended that you don't find it offensive they want you to feel the same way but why would i feel that way i would want the lady that i chose to be mine to cater to me as I cater to her. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm well, not what's saying the it's going to be one-sided. Let me question. Why was it independent? Yeah, you know what's what the point? You know what I find very funny? Why is an independent woman being canceled? The song that Beyond Destiny's Child came out with. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit him with something, too, on this, too. I had a moment not long ago to actually listen to Independent Women, Throw Your Hands Up At Me, the joint with the Charlie, uh, Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Mm -hmm. That was like, because I always used to be like, that was the one. That song? Time out. I got to love. I got to, you know, don't, don't, don't forget your point. But I love the fact that Hove said, get your independent ass out of here. Question? Question. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he proceeded to marry. Yeah, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I come from a time where stability came out of two people running the house and if two people go run it, somebody can't be more independent than the other. I was like, oh, 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 oh that's what he said? Oh, yes. So not only was he deep, he was also progressive. Man, we need to get him on the episode, man. Yo, we got to get him, we get him a call us, in. I got, we he, get him a call in. He got in. the number. He was like, y'all call me if y'all bored and y'all just want. That's what we be, that's what did we be talking about and we be looking for. Yeah. The elder, elder states. Yeah, that's, come a, that's with that true elder knowledge. states. Knowledge. Absolutely. The older God, for sure. It was so, that was so dope. But the question I asked you about independent women not being canceled is Beyonce literally says in that song at a point where she's like, if you flashing the money that a man got you, this don't apply to you is basically what she says. Right. Yeah, you, you ain't independent. So that whole thing of like, you can't toss out, what they call it, ba throw out the, the baby, baby with the, the bath, bath water. water. Can't throw, you want to throw out cater to you, but you don't want to throw out independent. And independent, yeah. she's telling you too. Like, exactly. Well, then you got to get yours. You can't be, no, I want to have, you know, you take care of me. You do this, but I ain't ready to cater. Yeah. Check this out. I'm fine with all of that. And I do think it's stupid shit. I think but I'm fine with all of that as long as you don't want to be married. If you don't want to be married, then have fun with the stupid shit. But you can't act like that. Be selfish, straight up selfish, and then not want to pour into the person that you're married to, though. And if Absolutely. you really, really church, you done seen your grandma or somebody you know wash some feet. Servant leader. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Servant leader. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And people be like, I'm not no goddamn feet. Right. Okay. Well, they're trying to teach you a lesson in humility, but you want to be, you want it your way. You want to yeah. be independent. Yeah. You don't want to hear me say that. Mm -hmm. and we know we don't want to hear Kevin say it because he said it the wrong way. Right. Right? When Monique said, when Michelle said, y'all want to cancel. So at what point does it be, I want to do wrong and just be wrong and I don't care? Exactly. Because... I don't give a fuck. Because I don't give a fuck. Man, look how, look how you look how you close the loop. You know what I'm saying? Look how yeah. you close that loop, man. Ain't nothing over there. I'm just looking off into it. I, <laughs> I think that's also why, you know, I think that as a culture, man, it's why representation is so important. You know, like when we had the Black Panther, like what it did for the culture. Um, I was talking to a guy yesterday, um, one of my friends, white dude, and he was saying how important seeing Black Panther was for him as a white guy mm -hmm. because he was saying that he grew up in uh, Alabama mm -hmm. he has racist family members yeah. racist watch it, family watch members mic, yeah. he was saying how uh, then he moved out to Colorado right. and it's like it's not it's diverse different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, he yeah. was basically saying as a white guy that was powerful for him to see because they don't see black people the presented same. in positive it's, lights like that you know, so like stuff like that in the marketplace is so important, it's so powerful important. because people need to see something else other than the criminal element of black people. And, and that, again, speaks to the problem of why we are what we are. Even we see that. Even, yeah. even we are. Like Paul dropped something in the group not too long ago about when somebody's walking past your car, do you lock the door? Right. 
we do that to our own people because we've seen that element so many times on TV. Yeah. Pretty much every local news station, when you when, when they show crime happening, 90% of the people they show are black men. Yeah. 90%. As if there is no white crime. Right. So when you continuously perpetuate that lie that it's us com committing all these crimes, then it helps to solidify the the uh, stereotype. stereotype. Mm -hmm. The stereotype, yeah. It yeah. solidifies the stereotype. Like, oh yeah, that's how all of them are. Right. Versus now when you show Black Panther, right, and you see us in this majestic light, yeah, everywhere. Not, not. I mean, think about it. From, yeah. from the king down to yes. the dude that was the servant. Yep. They all were majestic. Fam, he said he wrote a letter to the studio thanking them. This is a white dude. Wrote a letter to the studio. That's yeah, dope. it's powerful, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need same more thing, of that. Same thing, and that's another reason why, um, you know, I love Insecure. Yeah. You know, what Issa is doing. Yeah. But just what, what that show does, how it shows black people the way we actually are successful man. yeah 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 what's socially like where we're vibrant it's not just goons in the hood and, and all that other yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. It, there's, there's so there's, there's so many dynamics to us and it's funny because when you look at white america you see all different levels to them you see right. what you, they call tpt but then right. you see what's that what, the, hold on, uber, hold on, hold on. the uber success what's, what's tpt yet huh what's tpt shut up on trash <laughs> Come on. Come on. To me, it was the complete confidence that we knew that this was now an acronym. Come on. TPT. I mean, that's I mean, a lot easier to say. It's, it's the same thing as, you know, when, when we talk about the goons and, 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 yeah. and, and you know, ghetto yeah. black folks. I mean, it's yeah. the same shit, right? Yeah. But the, 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 it, the issue is they only show that side of us. Yep. That side exists. Yeah, poor people exist. Ignorant people exist. Ignorant ignorant. And every race exists, yeah. but you also have the upper echelon, yep. right? who, who are not just bougie. Right. We're just regular people trying right. to make it trying just like everybody like, else. Like we actually believe that the American dream could be attained. Yeah, yep. that's it. So, you yep. know, and, and speaking of Issa, you know, I don't know if you saw, you know, Issa was casted as uh, Spider-Woman in, um, in Marvel, MCU. Yeah. I seen the article. I didn't look into it. I think yeah. the last person... It's just interesting with Marvel because the last person that I saw that they were turning into a black woman, I didn't think that it was Spider-Man. They said it was Iron Man. Like well, that was the end of Iron Man. Well, there's so with that that character. Well, first of all, big shout out to Issa Rae. Absolutely. Everything has to yeah, come. Let's, yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, um, to to start where she you know where she started. You know, to make it big with Insecure. Yeah. But to be casted and brought into the MCU canon, that's that's huge for career progression. Yeah. So shout out to her. For sure. But who you're talking about? That character. Part of my, my, my nerd moment, my geek moment. And I threw it out yeah, there for y'all are like yeah, big yeah, on yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah, I love I love comics. But that character is uh her name is Ironheart. Mm -hmm. So she actually does exist in the Marvel universe. So, so she, it's not just she's a new not character. Like an yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. her character, she's like a um, like a, a top top of her class and like like MIT. MIT, yeah, yeah. And because um, they tried to make the transition, or at least some of us conspiracy theorists tried to make the transition that she was actually um, Black Panther sister. No, Yuri. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what they thought. Yeah, yeah, So Ironheart, she's just a genius in her own right. Gotcha. So she basically reversed Tony Stark's engineering 
like reverse engineering his, his suit, yeah. by videos and, and just studying the footage of his videos and stuff like that. And that's how she that's came. That's crazy. Just she, by she started designing her own, her own suit. So she adopted the moniker. What's so crazy about that? If you watch Hidden Figures, that's what they was doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Again, I had never heard of those women. No. Oh, never heard of them. On the no. flight back from Mexico, was watching Hidden Figures, and by the end of it, I was like, I got to get my shit back together. I got ancestors out here that put put work in, and they yeah. was like, and went through stuff to put work in, there, and then our so stories much. are never told. And, and even when they're told, it, it's so small, and, 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 it, and it hits, and then it's gone so fast right. that you 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 don't have it doesn't doesn't sink into the the consciousness, right? Because like history, like what it, what what they call whitewashing. Like the Tulsa, Oklahoma stuff when they were oh, like, everything. CNN posted said 300 people died in the biggest race war. And I was like, 300 people were murdered? Right. Like, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. tell what it is. Don't try to make it cute. So then it don't, so accountability don't again hit. is gone. Well, well, also, you have to continuously teach this stuff, though. You can't just have this moment and then it's gone. Like, June, like. This like, ain't going to be the episode, but critical race theory is a thing because of that. What's that? Critical race theory. Okay, you gotta, you gonna have to explain. So there's on like that. this huge like debate in schools right now because somebody brought up mm. theoretically critical race theory. Basically, what it's saying is like it's basically reteaching. I don't even consider it reteaching. I think it's just like showing an accurate depiction of history. Exactly. And there's a strong Republican conservative movement, and they're making a big it. fuss out to stop it. Yeah, I heard about that. How I did hear about that. How dare you teach it that way? Yeah. Because they're calling it disrespectful to the histories. It's disrespectful to us, though. It's already disrespectful to us. We already know that, and and I know we didn't we yeah, didn't yeah, mean to go down bad. this rabbit hole. Yeah, this, is a, this is a rabbit hole. We can we can actually talk about this all day. Um, For another episode. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's there's so many dynamics to that because we as black men we experience it every day. As black people we experience it every day. We don't we don't really express it a lot, but that's just the reality of reality of our lives. And we'd like to see things change, like truly change and move in a direction where we're not just talking about changing, we're actually seeing real, lasting change in our community and throughout the entire world. That's also why so many people are fed up with seeing some, some rendition of a slave movie. Yeah. Because you got George Washington Carver out here, like you have all of these... Benjamin Banneker, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's innumerable people you can America name. America has a rich history of black contribution that mm -hmm. they overlook. So we don't need another slave movie. Deliberately you know overlooked. Yeah, exactly. we don't need that. Yeah, we know that. Like we, we I've know heard that. that many times, and I usually argue against it. But I'm, I don't know what Jeremiah said differently to make me be like. I mean, it's, it's so much. We've already seen that time and time again, and there's a lot of rich American history that we have yeah. not seen mm -hmm. portrayed, or it's not it's not taught in school either. Yeah. So with the Republican situation, if you're gonna you know go against the whole critical race theory thing then part of that argument should be to start teaching American history fully and properly. Exactly. Don't don't just give me just one month out of the year and say, yeah. okay, we're going to well, talk about black history. Though. And then you forget That's what about critical it. race theory is saying. Yeah. Right. So and their whole fight about it is people aren't actually trying to put it in schools. They're just saying, yeah. this is how you should have learned. Yeah. This is how you should learn about so it. So right. one of the ways that we can overcome that is when you're, having, when you're in history class and you're talking about Edison and the development of the light bulb, you talk about the guy who assisted the carbon yeah. filament. Yeah, you can't do it without carbon filament. Yeah, you can't do it without You give it. proper credit to, to, to all the we contributors. We go to the moon, 
but these are black ladies is the reason for a big part of us getting to them. And going back to what we talked about earlier, and you said this about you start while they're young. So imagine you're educating these these those those guys who were shooting crap on the side of that house. Imagine they got that they got that form of history as a youth, and mm -hmm. and they and and they also have the resources around them, right? To also allow them to learn more and, and be more exposed to things that they might not have had the yeah, opportunity circle, to be exposed. You know what I'm saying? Your halo. Who's now, gonna be around? That's yeah, how it's gonna be. Now you ain't even shooting craps. I saw it real hard, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't. I would. I would tell both of you to go if you go down to Louisiana. Um, went to a studio. It's called Studio B. They had a artist, um, Mike. It's Mike B or. Mike, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I will share it on that because I got his card. Okay. And let's just say we were having a good time in Louisiana, enjoying culture, checking culture out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then we start seeing that all the statues are of slave owners. You know what I mean? And all yeah. that stuff. And then we go to the studio. And what I just thought it was, this is a museum. We're going to go see a museum. 30 minutes in, I'm crying. You know, I'm not crying for the people. And then I look at it. Now it's two of them. Four of us crying, and it started off talking about. It started off. It had like two huge, like you saw, like with shotguns that they come through this wall, and I think it's the wall that he got from when uh, we talked about him a couple episodes of Black Panther Party when they assassinated him. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. No, no, yeah, you keep hitting that. You keep hitting that. That's gonna be. Oh, I keep hitting. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my bad. The Fred Hamp the Fred, uh, Fred Hampton, and, and you see the black, but he got it where he's got the Black Panther Party and the TV of it behind the bullet hole. Yeah. And then you go to, and it's what got me is there's this room just like this, looks like a kid's room, and every single thing in this room is a kid's room. It's got like a doll house. It's got the video games over here, the TV on. It's got a desk over here, pictures and everything. But when you look at it, it's so deep. The cartoon, one of the the the, the, the uh, coloring book is open, mm -hmm. and the, it's open to a page of like Foghorn Leghorn, and it was said something like, but didn't get to finish, and he didn't put it in there. This is how it came, but the whole thing is the book is colored up until that point. Yeah, it's the room of a child that's been killed or like fallen prey to either police brutality or gun violence. Gotcha. And so the, or it was actually police brutality because now that I think about it, like the superheroes, it's like black people are the yeah. superheroes up on the wall gotcha and then like when you go up the little stairs in the doghouse it says the stairway to heaven it's so crazy. it's like they don't like the children get up there but it doesn't go into the next level it's so deep yeah. and it was powerful and it's this poem about being a father mm -hmm. and all the responsibility you show this huge photo of, i forget who it was but his son had been killed by cops and he's screaming and i just it, i mean it ricochet and I, I i i go all the way there to say and what we're talking about is a lot of times when we talk about well, the housing market or when we're talking about not getting jobs, and I don't think that we had that conversation, but I mean, like, when you hear that in the black community and people think that those are dog whistles, those are just, like, not things that really exist. You just hear it. If yeah. That's not what it is. It's like these other things systemically mm -hmm. have led to us feeling this way. When I go to purchase a house, I feel different. When yeah, I go yeah. to praise my house, I feel different. How do you relate the two? That's the problem. When you don't see that there's a relation between the two. Yeah. That's why we can't, that's why it's hard to say, where's the action? Right. Because it's just us. Yeah. And we've been seeing it forever. Yeah. So when you come into this movie, you say, to back what I'm trying to get to, is we don't need to see any more slavery movies. I, I agree. We do need to see, see those movies. We need to see movies that show us. But I have this fear, and I wonder, does it permeate to anybody else? 
if we stop seeing those movies, will they just make it easier for them to cover up it ever happened? Well, I, like they tried it with the Holocaust. I don't think I don't necessarily think it needs to stop. We just don't need just that, right? Like, it, give me a different version of it. Like, give me a different version of. And I think that's what he's saying. Some that of those movies, version, right? right? Like, there's, there's so much more that you can give other than just that, right? Because what about everything that happened after that? Black Reconstruction. Like, there's so many things that happened after that. There's Black Wall Street. There's, there should be movies about that. I mean, there's so many things yeah. you can touch on. Yeah. That's actually why I love yeah. Godfather of Harlem so much. Oh, man, yeah. That right? was a good, yeah. Because it's still taking place in a Jim Crow, a very much Jim he Crow era. He was doing what he wanted to yeah. do. But it was still like, okay, this is these are the conditions, but I'm going to prosper in these conditions, right? These are the snakes in the grass mm -hmm. that I've I can I can see the snakes in the grass, so I keep that grass cut. Yeah, I can see them. I can see them snakes coming. You know, it's still a different POV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, of people struggling within that that system that's set up against them. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, how do you talk to a person who wants you dead just because of the color of your skin? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you stop? How do you how do you talk? How do you do business with a person that does not want you to prosper at all? That really wants to exploit your whole community mm -hmm. that's why i like that show yeah you know it's part of the reason why i like that show that show is dope man it's got a lot of layers to it a lot of layers man a lot it of is, layers it, it, I, i'm still it, they just came back right well they just yeah so the last episode season break now right <laughs> season break until august okay. yeah so definitely you should definitely check that out though, phenomenal man. show definitely man. check it out i think i saw show. like the first couple um maybe episodes yeah you, you you should that's definitely it. watch it full all the that's way through got, that's don't have uh, what's my man Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest yeah. Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker playing. Okay, so I saw the first one when they like tried to shoot him up and his girl or whatever. He walked out. They tried to kill him. They was in the car. I think it's a that's, great show. Yeah, it's yeah, in the beginning. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a dope. great show. It's dope, man. But no, it, things permeate. One, these is all domino effects. One thing affects the other. Yeah, man. Well, look, yo, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me say, let me say one thing. I appreciate y'all, man. Like I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. having these type of conversations I appreciate having other men like myself like-minded guys that I can relate to and we can have these conversations be open and honest about where we are things that we're facing and what we're doing to overcome these challenges yeah you know, like this is I'm about to cry Paul you about to cry I'm about to cry man you know what I'm saying <laughs> no I'm about to cry but I love my people fuck it then I love no you doubt. yo before we before you. we break out man before we break out um, Paul Paul mentioned uh, some weeks ago <laughs> he was talking about three rappers Right? How, what'd you put? How, how'd you say it, Paul? Three rappers that uh, that you identify with? Yeah, or? three rappers that encapsulate your personality, that basically. That encapsulates your personality. Man. Woo! Come on, I mean... He's <laughs> gonna say... He's gonna say... Jizza... Method... Pharaoh <laughs> Monch. Raekwon. All Wu-Tang. Yassine Bey Arafat. Not most of them. <laughs> no, what I'm gonna say? Dylon. 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 Spit hot fire. Nah. Spit hot fire. No. Since, hey, man. You, since you kicked it off, no, I was gonna say go ahead. But okay. what you guys, what, what you gonna say? What you gonna say? No, we wait till next episode. Me? Yeah. It's Ooh. on me. So, all right. So, I struggle with the rap. Just, just common rap dudes. This motherfucker, <laughs> man. I guess that's easy, right? It Low took two episodes for you to get got, and I let you go. Common. I let you go. I was late both times. I didn't say you know, at one point, at one point, I would have agreed. I would have agreed. The B album. Common up to the B album. You talking about when he sold? You feel like he sold out? Nah. I just threw that out. I don't think he sold shit. out. Nah, I don't think he sold out. He's just way out. more palatable, I think. You know, but um, I would say 
Nas because there's that mainly because of uh, the the conscious content like that version of him mm-hmm. and then for real yo like Nas has, has had an interesting love life he's had an interesting life altogether. together he's, he's yeah. not out there in the front yeah. yeah, like his investment in tech and all, all that of stuff. It. Yeah. yeah, Nas, yeah. Nas, uh, Andre, Andre, three stacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre I just think stacks. that now he, he naming his top five. Nah, no, like, Andre was in mine too. <laughs> but I think that I think that he, like his, his voice and music. Yeah, the, the, like the content, the stuff that he talks about, his approach. Mm-hmm. You know, but my third, I'm gonna have to go. I'm, I'm, I don't think I don't think I could say a rap dude. I think the third would have to be like an R&B cat. Oh, this guy. Like, Gotta be like Giveon or some shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna say Masigo. I thought he was gonna say uh, D'Angelo. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Mm. nah, that's I, that's that's a solid base. I do think they share qualities. They do, yeah. I Differently, think, but yeah, it's, I, yeah. It's a and thread, I also though. think that consistent is consistent with yourself, right? You have a certain consistency even across your like. Realms, mm-hmm. right? Even when he wilding, still conscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when he conscious, still wilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I think I would say, and this this may be a hot take. I'm gonna say Tupac. We didn't get to do it last time, huh? Did we? We didn't get to do finish it off that way last time. What? We ain't talking about the. We talked. Drink. We talked about smoking the cigar okay. last time. Okay. So I say Tupac because of his of his conflict, right? Like, I feel conflicted a lot of times about being conscious and being aware of everything that's happening, but then actually wanting to rebel against the system, right? Like, all, all of the stuff that we talked about today, like, yeah. you know, it's like, you, you, in the midst of where I live, I'm aware of what's happening, and I feel helpless at times. Because, like, Pac was saying all that stuff, but, but when you watch his interviews and, he, and the emotion that he has, like, I feel that energy. So I would say Pac, because I'm a country boy, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do the other half of what he's saying. I'm gonna say big boy. So you can't right? we can't use them as a group. Okay, great. Got well, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying that because big boy is a country dude, man. I'm 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 a country dude at heart. Even though when people yeah. meet me, they always say, "Oh man, you from you from the city." And big boy is originally from Savannah. That's Geechee. Mm-hmm. I'm Geechee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I, I really connect with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, mm, third, who would I say? Lil Boosie, 1,000%. Nah, not Boosie. Look at his fame. Boosie. Nah, Look at his fame. Nah, I got Boosie. the Boosie fame, but I, I ain't they got, got that, that Boosie, Boosie energy, fame, though. Not that Boosie. I ain't got that Boosie okay. energy, though. Um, man, maybe I'll go, go with Ray, man. You know what I'm saying? I was I about to say, Ray. it got to be somebody I'll go with Ray. You know what I'm saying? I can't leave nobody. It I can't leave the Wu-Tang out because I'm heavy. And also, you know, I remember really being into the 5%er. Five percenters years ago, like I was really into that. I, it really learned a lot and exposed me to a lot. It made me more confident because of what they believe in. Like they believe that the black man is God, and it 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 teaches you to 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 view yourself in a way that you never had before. Like if you had low self esteem, yeah, or you didn't believe in who you were, you, you could have said Jay Elect with that. I thing. was thinking Jay Elect. Honestly, yeah. I was like, Ugh. yeah, that's, t- that's close. That's super close, especially because he's southern. He's, he's southern too. Yeah, yeah. I would probably actually. I might trade Big Boy out for, for Jay Elect. Okay. I trade Big Boy out for Jay Elect and go with I go with Jay Elect, so, Ray, and, and Pop. Before we move to Paul, let me ask you a quick question. 
Nas has a lyric, right, where he says 85% civilizer. I think he says something like that. 85 mm -hmm. civilizer, something like that. Yeah. You know, he civilizes the 85%. Mm -hmm. Does that type of shit make you think about your boy? As an 85%er? Absolutely. No, 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 no. Civilizer. <laughs> As an 85%er? No. Absolutely. This, this is my 5%. Hey, I'm a 5% of the poor righteous teacher. Okay. Then you got the 10%. Okay. Right? That's the those 10% who know the truth. No, but don't apply it. And don't apply it. Then you got the 85ers. They don't They're deaf, dumb, and blind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in that like 7%. I'm not already 5 <laughs> I got some 10 left in me. So you're a 7%. All right. Sometimes, 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 I know. I still don't do that shit anyway. Close this out, man. Uh, close this uh, out with yours, man. My last one. I'm going to give you a quick caveat before I close this out. Okay. I don't know if y'all heard of a uh, guy named, I hate his name, but it's great music. Nasty C, right? Nasty C, never heard of Nasty C. You said something that made me think of it when we were talking about rap. He says in one of his songs, Zulu Man is the newest album he got. I, I, I tell everybody, check it out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. He okay. got some joints on there with Ari Lennox. But then he also got his, like, he spit in. He kind of sound like a young Kanye, um, but more like mm -hmm. in depth. He says a point, he said, we'll never, we'll never have a, basically he was saying, don't ever have an, I won't ever have an excuse to fail because I know what Oprah face looked like. Won't ever have an excuse to something because I know what Jay face looked like. Like, he, he's basically saying, like, I don't have an excuse. Even though I know all this stuff is out here, I've seen representation. Mm -hmm. So that's what I needed. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what he said. So everybody check that out. Now, going on to my three, um, it's a complex. I, I, if you wouldn't see these three, but in my personality, it is what it is, right? I think Jay would be a big portion of it mm -hmm. because I can nerd out about business. Like, you talk about the operations of how many people come in every hour? How much square footage is on the floor? How many seats do they have? How many scars are they cranking out and out? Like, if we sit there and do like that, I'll be sitting there like this all day. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. Yeah. It's how business works. And the thing about me is I think that business is, why people think it's so hard, it's like, you can take a thug and teach them how to sell drugs, the whole thing, and they'd be great at it. And then I tell you about the stock market, and I'm like, I don't get that. But then when you make the correlation on the two, they'd be like, Business don't care what the what the medium is. Yeah. To mm -hmm. me. Right? Yeah. And Jay is a perfect example of like Coke, weight, houses, art, and like I can sell it. I get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the salesman in me, that's just the business aspect. Big as far as that's concerned. Um We would share one if if if, if I if I didn't pick three stacks, I would have picked most depth. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think that comes to the dichotomy of you got a person that is real and can keep it real with you, but they can also get real deep. Mm -hmm. And even when you get deep, everybody might not catch you how deep you are. Like just "Hey Ya" is a perfect example where everybody's like, "Love this song," right. and it's a it's a song about breaking up. Right. And I think people like myself can be like, you laughing and laughing on the outside, mm -hmm. and everybody sees it as a happy go lucky, but that may not actually reflect how I feel or right. what I'm going through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's just kind of that's the dichotomy of me. Yeah, right. When I was younger, I would have said Young Dro just because he was like pretty boy, but like you know what I'm saying, gangster with it. I've yeah. always wanted to have like an old school. But then my third, which would bring me to my third person, which would actually be, oddly enough, aside from his craziness, Kevin Gates. And wow. Okay. Kevin Gates, I've got, I don't, I, there's points that I got to my life where I got really heavy into Kevin Gates, Nipsey, and um, Dave East. And it was kind of the time like I was struggling. Mm -hmm. And I was getting through it. And I was like, I don't care. Ain't nothing going to hold me down. Ain't nothing going to hold me down. 
and these three artists were all locked up at a given time and kind of came out of it and like had to like basically turn life and get into the business as well but kevin not only does he he he's very adamant about the sexual aspect of a lot of things right you know what i'm saying i i do relate on like on the you got your, your ego and your, you got your hidden personality, right? Like, yeah. I, I connect a lot with that ignorant shit. Yeah. Be real with you. Yeah. Then there's the aspect of knowing because they say one in three men go to prison. I'm one of three boys. I'm the only one that didn't go. Like, I went to jail for like a day. But, like, they went to prison for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought about that, like, how real that is that happens. Mm-hmm. And he talks about keeping yourself up. And if you've ever had, like, a person on the other side talking to them, it, like, that process is traumatic on the family. Mm-hmm. Right? But he always comes out. And then the third part of him is even though he's ignorant, even though he's like deep on, on like like the criminal justice on that aspect of it, in all his ignorance, he really has some gems. And a lot of his gems are about building you up. I think one song starts off, every time they build you down, I'm going to build you the fuck back up. And he's like looking in the mirror. I'm I, Like that aspect, that's the side people may not, not see as much as me. Try not to get to that point because when I'm being ignorant, y'all will see it, you know what I'm saying? But like most part, don't nobody need to see that. But for those three... Between the ignorant, the deep, and the business side, I, I think that encapsulates my personality. Oh, that's dope. And in a way, he's sensitive to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am. I can accept it. Hey, man. I think that, yo, that. We want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Digital Cigar Lounge podcast. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm so